Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with us today as we begin another wonderful week. It's Tuesday, a mere day away from the start of our Challenge Double Dip, Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 16, coming tomorrow night, followed very quickly by All Stars 2, episode 3, dropping on Thursday on Paramount+. Plus. It's another amazing week of two seasons at once, and I know that... I was one of the folks, maybe the only one, I don't know, out there arguing that maybe they should have spread these two seasons out, owned the calendar a little more the way they did with Double Agents and All-Stars 1, but I've got to admit, in the moment, it's pretty freaking sweet to watch two brand new episodes, back-to-back days, two totally different seasons, so I'm loving it now, I'm sure, you know, talk to me the day after All-Stars 2 ends when we have no challenge, and I'm like, ah, Maybe they should have spread it out again. I'll probably go back and forth. But for now, absolutely loving the fact that we're getting two seasons at once, two new episodes, mere hours apart. And that means we, of course, need to do our weekly review preview of both seasons. Now, last week was the first time we did this, and uh, we liked the format. So uh, we're going to go ahead and stick with it for now, at least, and that means we will first discuss the between time, everything that happened, you know, between the episodes airing last week and them about to air this week, some notes from Aftermath, the podcast circuits, general challenge news, all of that good stuff. Then we will tackle Spies, Lies, and Allies first by reviewing last week's episode before previewing what we are hoping for, expecting, and predicting for this coming episode 16, coming down to the wire, only three episodes left of that season, and then right after that, we will do the all the same stuff for all stars we will review what happened on episode two and we will preview what we are hopeful for expecting and predicting for episode three now the only housekeeping note to mention today is that our spies lies and allies recap will for sure no matter what be coming wednesday night as usual however there is a small teeny tiny chance that the all stars two recap comes a day later so far those have been coming you know thursday midday or so i do plan on getting up First thing Thursday after being up late doing the Spies, Lies, and Allies Wednesday night, get up first thing Thursday, doing watching the show, doing the podcast, but given that this Thursday is a holiday, it's Thanksgiving, and your boys got to make sure that that turkey is ready to go at the exact time it's needed later in the day, there is a chance that I don't quite get to finish the podcast that morning, and if that happens, then I will post it Friday morning instead of Thursday midday. My goal, though, is to get it done Thursday morning. We will see what time I have available. But either way, as long as you've hit that follow or subscribe button, which, you know, if you haven't done, you could do right now. That'd be a cool thing to do. Then you'll know the moment it is posted, whichever day that may be. But the hope is that all pods will come at their scheduled time this week. We will see if the holiday interrupts that in any way at all. All right. That is the only housekeeping note. That is the plan for the week. We've got another wonderful week ahead of us. A lot of great challenge content. I'm looking forward to two fantastic episodes. That's what we're hoping for. We've had basically two weeks in a row of kind of A-plus across the board, both episodes. Maybe we'll get that again this week. I am hopeful and I am certainly thankful, given the week that it is. I'm very thankful that we've had that so many times recently. Hopefully we get yet another one. Let's get to it and start off by talking about the between time before we talk about those two upcoming episodes. 
Into the between time we go. So we've got a decent amount to cover here. And as we started doing in the last two weeks of review previews, this, uh, the between time we formerly, when it was just one season, we held it to, you know, strictly things that related to the season we were watching or the potential future episodes of the season we were watching and tried to kind of ignore anything else. And we said, as we started to adopt this to be two episodes at, or two seasons at once, that this could become a little bit more of just kind of your challenge, catch up your challenge news, if you will. And yes, some of it may relate to the seasons we are watching, but there's a chance some of it may not. There might be a mix of that today. So let's start first, though, with Aftermath, which for the second week in a row, it looks like they're not going to be doing the challenge Aftermath for this season of All-Stars. So we still got it for Spies, Lies, and Allies. They did it for All-Stars 1, but it was a Zoom, uh, Zoom exclusive, so probably pretty you know, not that is time consuming to put together. Obviously, no one having to travel to do that. It's a little easier for them. So um guessing that's not going to start up anytime soon on the All-Star season. They are putting out a bunch more clips, though. It seems like every week they're putting out another one or two clips of the All-Stars cast, you know, reliving former moments from the show, some certain topic or whatnot. I think this one. Uh, they had the most extreme challenges ever, and then they had like one that was like infamous moments with CT throwing the shoe in Wes's face on Double Agents to Julie trying to drop Veronica to her death back on Inferno. Um, so those are out there. They're, we don't really have any notes on any of them, but those have been very enjoyable and fun. So if you're already heading over to the Challenges YouTube channel to check out Aftermath, you might as well watch some of those clips as well. They're very good, very entertaining stuff. But we are going to talk about Aftermath as far as the Spies, Lies, and Allies. Aftermath went a uh, few notes from it. The first and foremost is just actually not to do with Aftermath directly, but a shout out to Devin Simone, who, as we all know, the wonderful host of the Challenge Aftermath. Hopefully, maybe we still, I don't think we got it. I'd, I'd avoid the spoilers, so maybe it's been spoiled. Maybe you know who the host of the reunion that they filmed a few weeks ago is. I don't. Hopefully, it's Devin, but... Shout out to Devin because she was hosting some Wendy Williams earlier or earlier this week, last week. I can't get my days right, but was guest hosting that show. She's guest hosted a few different kind of primetime shows of late. So shout out to her. Wonderful stuff coming. I did not check out those episodes, but I can only assume she absolutely crushed it. Now, to the regular show that she hosts and crush every week, Aftermath, two notes from Aftermath that were interesting and maybe could could play a part in the rest, the last few episodes of this season of Spies, Lies, and Allies. The first one is one that has been mentioned before but was brought up again and I think should, uh, is just is a good thing to remember in how everything is shaken out. And that is the Aquamarine Alliance as Devin, who is the one who's talked about it both times, cast member Devin, male Devin, has talked about both times and that is the Emerald and Sapphire Basically, from the moment they became teams, in order in some way to keep the Vet Alliance some structure to it, it was very immediate that the Emerald team and kind of CT as the leader of the Sapphire, the blue team, was immediately like, all right, Aquamarine, our two teams versus Ruby. Everything is just about keeping Ruby as last place, as the one we're picking people off from. And let's keep our team safe. We're both happy with them. We like each other. Let's keep them safe. And that has been... A part of the reason why someone like ACT on the Sapphire team has been so safe, we will talk about one of the other reasons why he has in a moment because it comes from a different different place, but 
that was interesting just to hear them bring up again that that was also a part of the the issues on last week's episode when the Sapphire Ruby team up that went horribly wrong wasn't just that Tori now on Ruby was upsetting her friends and former teammates on Emerald but it was also that Emerald was like hey what the f we're you know Sapphire now it's CT, you're ditching us too. Like this is supposed to be Aquamarine. We're supposed to go for Ruby. Come on now, we've got each other's back. So there's a little more to it than just the one person who had changed teams, but it was also that Aquamarine uh, alliance maybe falling apart. And the second and final thing to note from Aftermath that I found <laughs> both interesting and hilarious and um it just makes all the more sense um, is that if you remember back to the last episode, they go to the the daily challenge. There's a plan for the two teams to work together. And Kyle, very early in, goes for a sapphire dynamite stick. And everyone's like, what the F, Kyle? We're all going for Emerald, only Emerald. This is not hard. This is not a mistake. You're doing this on purpose. And CT gets mad. Everyone gets mad at Tori and Kyle. And, you know, everything goes to shit. And it's it looks very much like either Kyle is, in fact, so much dumber than we could ever imagine, which I just don't think is possible because I think he's a an intelligent person. Or he, yet again, is just like, nah, I'm going to kind of do my own thing. I'm going to make my own plans over here. And, you know, like, what the heck are you doing? Now you're in an elimination. Now you're at risk of going home, all this stuff. But we find out from Kyle on Aftermath is that... The plan between Tori and Tori, Tori and Corey, Tori and CT uh, had been hatched between them before they get to the challenge. Yes, but hadn't necessarily been one hundred percent shared with the whole team. And when it was shared with Kyle, it was first shared with Kyle via Nelson, <laughs> who said, "You know, hey, we're we're working with Sapphire to." You know, they're going to let us win was basically the message he got was Sapphire is going to help us win. And then Kyle said, okay, and tried to get some clarification. And Nelson's clarification was they're going to help us win. Everyone's trying to help us win. And that just makes so much more sense that, uh, that, you know, that if Kyle's getting his directions and info from Nelson and Nelson's like, yeah, the plans we're going to win. That that's what the plan is. Uh and doesn't necessarily go to the full effect of, "Hey, let's make sure, let's be really thorough about this and make sure that it is the plan is we only take from Emerald, they only take from Emerald, and one of us will win and likely because we have more people than Sapphire and maybe CT won't go 100% as hard, we will eventually beat them." No, that's not what was translated and you know, the whole the game of telephone leads to still a mistake Kyle shouldn't have made. But there was at least a small amount of me that was like, I totally see all these conversations between Tori and CT that we literally saw, but then between Tori and eventually at some point Nelson and then Nelson relaying it to Kyle and Kyle being like, I'm not 100% confident in what Nelson was telling me to do. So that was funny um, and interesting and makes uh, makes the dynamic of one went down a little more interesting. Now, that's everything for Aftermath. Let's talk. The between time. Couple notes uh, from podcast circuit or social media or anywhere out there. The first uh, one and the most interesting one I just referenced a moment ago, and that was so Josh went on, uh, newly eliminated Josh went on the Johnny Bananas Death Taxes of Bananas podcast. And it was a it was a good episode between the two of them who I didn't seem very it seems like every person that goes on the show is very, very chummy and you know, very like, oh, we're the best of friends. We love each other when we do seasons together. And I'm never a hundred percent sure how true it is or if it's just they're on the podcast with them and they're 
happy that he had them on the podcast and whatever. But I guess these two are much better friends than uh, than I thought, or uh, are held in higher regard to each other than I than I maybe would have guessed. But I wouldn't have had any knowledge. Now I do. Uh, it's a good podcast. But the most interesting thing of the entire podcast to come out from Josh's side of explaining some of the behind the scenes stuff that maybe we're not seeing is that all season long, I especially and many others out there have noted that it's really, really stupid that no one, not a single male, has attempted in any single way to target CT, regardless of if you think you can, someone can beat him in elimination, whether you think you can get him out, whether you want to piss him off. If he's in the final, he's going to beat you more more the the highest odds of anyone the highest odds of anyone in a final is if if CT's there or Johnny Bananas is there or I'll throw in my own opinion if Jordan's there but uh if if CT's there you he's his odds on favorite to win like overwhelming favorite and has beaten most of these people before including last season so it's been a running thing all season long is why is no one targeting him and we did get very early in the season the one single mention. It was in very, very early. It's like episode three or four. And Devin and Josh sitting down and saying, we will eventually need to get CT out because the only way I can win a final is if I run against you. And the only way you can win a final is if I run against me. And it was like, oh, yes, this is going to be amazing. They're, you know, We're going to have this full season of targeting CT and all the other guys being playing the appropriate scared game of, hey, we can't beat you. So we would like to just keep sending you into elimination until someone pulls off a miracle and beats you there and gets you sent home. And then none of it ever came to fruition. And they literally never mention it almost ever the whole, whole time. I, I don't know that a single person has mentioned it other than I think Tori brought it up a few episodes ago, back when she was still on Emerald, there's a guy's week where she at least said during their little team deliberation, Hey, should we consider CT at some point here? But we find out from Josh on the Bananas podcast that Nani was the one doing the by far the heavy lifting of protecting CT in the game. That there was the Vet Alliance first when they were in pairs, and you know everyone was kind of you know for the full we saw everyone abided by that almost across the board, hundred percent, with the one exception being Fessy going at Amber a uh, time or two, but otherwise they respected it. And then when it changed the teams. That once it was in teams, it was Nani, who we've never seen any of it, but that was constantly, every single time it was a guy's week, mentioning and bringing up, hey, we cannot go for CT. He is holding it down. There were some allusions to the whole the whole Aquamarine um, alliance we mentioned um, from the Aftermath notes that you know CT was the one really holding that too. It was the two teams together, and that Nani was the one repeatedly, anytime CT's name would be brought up, any guy's week would be like, hey, he's protecting us. we got to keep protecting him, keep this alliance, these two teams in unison. I thought that was very, very interesting, and it'd be great if we saw any of that, both for Nani's sake, you know, having a much bigger hand in the game than we previously thought. And for CT's sake of, and for all the guys sake, for all of us out here commenting on this being like, what the fuck, Devin, what the fuck, Josh, what the fuck, Logan, what the fuck, Emmanuel or Kyle or anyone left? Why? Oh, why are you not ever even making a attempt at ct Corey. what what happened to taking the big shots you know you can't beat him why not call him out you know um so we we found that out found that to be very interesting also on <laughs> related to the same uh death taxes and bananas podcast a very funny thing happened out in the social media world that was devin 
uh, cast member Devin, Devin Walker, tweeted out uh, pretty much immediately after last week's episode, I think, tweeted out something to the effect of, you've all asked for it, I'm finally willing. If they get enough likes and shares on this post, I will go on the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast and talk to Johnny. And he sends that tweet out. And it gets tons of likes, it gets tons of shares, it hits whatever the goal, I don't know, he said like a thousand likes or something, whatever it is, doesn't matter. It gets all of those. And one of the people that responds to it is, of course, then Johnny Bananas, who responds with the, but what if you've never been invited on the show? How would that work? And kind of comes over the top and owns him a little bit. And everyone's having a laugh at Devin's expense. Everyone's, you know, uh, teaming up with Johnny, having a laugh. And while it was very funny, (laughs) and Johnny's tweet was very very funny for sure. Um, the only thing I will say about it is this is very likely an instance of Devin being the smart, uh, not just the smart, uh, player he is in the, you know, being a part of the show, getting himself recast, being a part of storylines and things, but also then being very smart of in a similar vein out on the, in social media and just keeping his name out there, being a part of stuff, having fun, um, that he very likely, obviously, if there's never been discussion of him being on that podcast before, then he's aware of that. He's the one living the life that doesn't involve a call to be on that podcast. But he's also pr- very much smart enough to know if I set this out, it's going to be a little bit of a thing. If Johnny then responds to it, it's even more of a thing. And now people are talking about me. Even if they're laughing at me, we know he's one that can laugh at himself. And that's totally fine. So hats off to him because I think this was all premeditated. Um, and now I bet even more so, I bet he ends up on that podcast in a few weeks' time. By the end of the season, the next three or four episodes while they're still covering it, I bet he ends up on there because with those two's histories, it would be interesting to hear them chat for a little while on that pod. So that's that. And then the final news related to anything Johnny Bananas related is that uh, apologies to whichever podcast or media outlet it was, um, but I, I just saw a clip of it being shared on social media. I did not listen to her. I, I, again, I'm sorry, I don't know, remember what media outlet it was from, but Bananas did go somewhere, uh, somewhere on a podcast and say that, uh, you know, he's recognizing that there is both, he always likes to compare himself to Tom Brady, and he says, recognizing that Tom Brady's out there still competing for more and more titles could increase from seven to more sometime soon, and that there's others in the challenge world, which by that he means CT, who are closing in on his number of titles, and that because of that, he, of course, will be back on the show sometime in the future. Does not say when or how soon, says again how busy he is, all that stuff, but um he has, he has made a, a, now a public statement that, yes, I will do this again at some point. He's not retired. So that was news, too. And the final kind of piece of news um, is, is one that it, it's popped up throughout this entire season. Uh, there has been a lot of Polly in Cara Maria, mostly Polly, but Cara gets lumped into it uh, fairly or unfairly because they're together and some of the interviews and some of the quotes and stuff have come of those two doing it together. And so then when one of them talks about the same topic that they talk about together individually, it's, you know, it's kind of coming from both of them in a way, but Polly, uh, they've both caused a few little, little waves within, uh, upsetting or getting comments from current cast members talking about past cast members needing to shut up. Um, and I think Devin went at them once for an interview they did together where they kind of called out the, the 
you know, what they thought was a piss poor cast currently of vets. Um, but this time around, after the episode's over, Polly, I don't have the full tweet in front of me, but says something to the effect of Josh is now the male standard for the show and is why it's not quite as good and why if you're okay with him being the physical standard of the guys on the show that you're not a savage. I think that's more or less something to that effect. Um, and, you know, Josh came back with a kind of subtweet or sub Instagram story of, you know, all these people out here being mad. I'm the one still being cast when whatever, just like living my life kind of vibe. Uh, but we get yet another, this is our third or fourth time of a little back and forth. And the only thing I want to say about it, no, you know, no one's right or wrong or anything, um, in this other than MTV, Buna Murray, just cast Polly and Cara Maria again, please. Or one of them, at least preferably both, um, preferably first Cara Maria, uh, assuming by all accounts, she would still happily do the show. She is arguably not only the best female competitor ever, that that's an argument. There's a few names to be brought up when discussing that. We'll do that sometime in the future. But she's certainly the literal face of the franchise for a long, long time, like a big, big stretch. She is literally still the face of the franchise for the most part when you go on Paramount Plus to stream the challenge or when you go on their MTV page or whatever. For the longest time, it was her face. It was her and Johnny Bananas. Those were the two that uh, when the challenge first came up on any streaming service, it was those two. They were the face of it. Let her back on the show. It will be good. Um, and let Polly back on the show he clearly wants to and he's now got gonna have everyone in the house hating him uh assuming you cast some of these people that he's causing problems with and it's gonna lead to you bring two high level competitors back in you bring two people with now storylines in you know infighting and whatever and yes i was one of many that after the three straight seasons of the paula Polly, paula Polly, cara kyle triumvirate vendetta whatever that that was kind of played into the ground more editors editing's fault than their fault themselves and you know that i was definitely rooting against them in war of the worlds because i got sucked into the whole uk tory and jordan defecting and you know turning against them whatever i loved all of that and it was definitely worth having a season or two without them to kind of change the storylines a little but it's it's long time to have them back so we'll say that and then that is all really for you know aftermath between time. The final thing I just want to say, just for my own my own purposes, uh, is that spoiler accounts. Um, I mention them often. I mention how much I personally really, really, really try to avoid. I try to walk the fine line of avoiding actual spoilers while getting any and every bit of information of behind the scenes type stuff on things that have already happened. So, you know, listening to all the podcasts, following a lot of the T accounts that might share, you know, some, you know, if someone tweeted something and I missed it or Instagram story or Snapchat or something and I missed it, whatever, walking that fine line of making sure I see everything just short of actual spoilers. And this week, unfortunately, I did not, I overstepped that line just briefly in that it is already known. It was not, it's already known that all stars three has been filming. Um, and I was fine being aware of that, that spoiler, just the fact that it's existing. That's, that's totally fine. Um, but it's already over and it's already, it's already over filming. And we already know 
because of some of the big spoiler and fan and tea accounts out there, uh, we already know every single elimination and who won and every single detail about this season, and they literally just wrapped filming. Now, I do not know all of that information, thankfully, but I unfortunately do know two or three names that are eliminated very quickly because I came across the thread of all these spoilers as I'm scrolling through some different stuff and I couldn't help but see the initial ones. And the moment I saw it, I literally closed the app on my phone was like, ah, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. And then I closed the app completely so that when I reopened it, it was at a new place. I went to that account, unfollowed that account, and then closed the app again and reopened so that that thread would be completely gone from my timeline. And so, unfortunately for All-Stars 3, I will, uh, maybe, hopefully I will forget by the time we're actually talking about it, but I don't know who wins. I don't, I don't know who goes far or anything except for I, I do now know the first two people that go home, which I'm very bummed about. And uh, my, I say all this just to, just to vent that I'm real bummed about knowing that, but more so to ask the question. And if you're out there listening and you have a strong feeling one way or the other, uh, let us know, you know, on our Instagram page or in the comments on the YouTube of this, of this podcast, but who likes these spoiler accounts? Like, I really want to know who out there likes him. I guess I get, I could see if someone's like, you know, I don't watch, I don't even watch the shows. I just want to, I, but I kind of want to know what happens. You know, I used to watch, I want to know if CT wins again or something like that. Maybe sure. But I don't know who likes them so much that they need to exist, that they're this big, these big accounts that have thousands and thousands of followers that are like waiting on edge for this information, why they exist. And more so who who is giving the info, whether it's cast members or production or what, and who, whoever that person is that's giving the info to these accounts or is the person that has the info and is behind the accounts or whatever. Maybe someone on production is the one running these or whatever. But what, what benefit does it have in any way to put this info out there in any way. It, the only, I feel like the only thing, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe someone has an argument that I'm not hearing, which is what I want. I would love to have someone tell me if it exists, but the only thing it does is hurts the program. It only, it hurts the product because we know what happens or you may come across on accident. You're a big challenge fan. You come across the thing that so-and-so wins so-and-so season. That's only been filmed and you're not even going to watch on your television for three months. Like what, who does that actually benefit? It doesn't benefit the people in the game. You know, whoever whoever won, what, what's the point of leaking that you won when we're going to know you won eventually, you know? Um, if there was some fight and uh, something went down and someone got kicked off or DQ'd or whatever and they want the, you know, the quote-unquote real reason to come out, well, you could still wait till the episode airs. And if they don't show a faithful version of the events, then you can come out and talk about it immediately. But saying it in advance, just lets everyone know that something happens and someone's DQ'd or whatever. Like I, I just don't know who benefits from any of this. I, the show certainly does not the accounts themselves. Like are the, I, I don't feel like these Twitter or so or Instagram accounts are monetized in any way. Um, I know there's some YouTube channels that maybe deal in the spoiler stuff. Maybe those are somehow monetized, but if they are in a very, very small way, I just don't know who benefits from them. I don't like them, and that's all I wanted to say. I don't like the spoiler accounts. I wish they would go away, and I wish it was easier to walk the line of knowing everything possible about these shows, but not until we actually want to know it. So 
That's that. That's the between time. That's went way too long. I apologize for that. Let's go ahead and move into our review and preview of Spies, Lies, and Allies and All-Stars 2. Up first, we've got our Spies, Lies, and Allies. Let's review. Last week, episode 15. Yeah, last week was episode 15. Tomorrow's episode 16. On episode 15, uh, we we will, last week we didn't do our usual 90 second review. We will do it now. We're not going to put the time on the clock because we're confident this is going to be under 90 seconds. But here's everything that happened on episode 15 as quickly as we can. Amanda is on Emerald now, and the men of the team act like children about the whole thing. Casey, being the adult in the room, tries to bring them together, but it's going to be a work in progress. There's a daily challenge. It involves football pads and a trench and running into each other. CT and Tori had planned to work together for Ruby to win. Kyle makes a mistake that pisses off CT. Everyone starts yelling at Kyle and Tori. Eventually, Sapphire wins after some big hits are delivered via Casey to Tori and Josh to Kyle. Second time Josh has gotten the best of Kyle with some pads on, just pointing it out. Then Devin and Josh can't believe that Tori would dare try to have her new team win because obviously she should be okay with another guy on her new team going home and further ruining her chances of winning for the sake of Devin and Josh's game. A big argument. Tori cries to Kyle, who already know we already know is going in, and then he better not pick Devin to go against, so she tries to kind of save a relationship with that. He doesn't pick uh, Devin because that's his guy. They're friends. Unlike Kyle and CT, who I guess are no longer friends, says CT, Kyle picks Josh over Emmanuel as he sees a game that looks to be speed, balance, agility focused, so he goes with Josh, and it proves to be the smart pick in a neck-and-neck battle. Kyle outlasts Josh and sends him home. And even though CT has told him that they are no longer friends, Kyle still goes back to Sapphire, sending Logan over to Ruby. So that is everything that happened. We've now got a Emerald team that is down to five people. We got Casey, Nani, and Amanda, and we've got Devin and Emmanuel. Then in the Sapphire cell, we've got CT, Kyle, and Emmy, a team of three. And then over on Ruby, we've got Tori, Big T, Logan and Nelson. There we go. Oh, got the homework assignment right this week. I actually remembered all the teams. So that's where the game stands. And where we assume it stands is knowing there's 18 episodes. This is coming up is episode 16. We assume barring any big, big twists that there's also what five, nine, 12 people left. So yeah, there's a guys, there's one more female elimination this week. There's one more guys elimination that gets us down to 10. And that takes us to the final episode where they could be a final Maybe, just maybe, there could be, you know, who knows, maybe there could be a double elimination and a guy and a girl both go home at the same time, and then we get a two-part final. Don't know. Who knows? But we assume one more male, one more female will be going home. So let's talk preview for this upcoming episode 16. What we are hoping for, hoping, well, we're, we're mainly hoping for the chaos to continue. We have now had as we thought would happen mid-season or so, we started saying, especially once the moment they switched to teams, we started saying, hey, you know, the suspense or the drama hasn't 100% been there this season with the Vet Alliance being so strong and dominating in such a manner, but that eventually that would mean the, the latter third of the season could get really chaotic and really fun and really suspenseful when all those vets finally have to start picking apart each other and when the alliance is that big when it has to crumble where there's no obvious divides or obvious splits amongst it and we've certainly got that the last two or three episodes have been pretty much the best of the season um and it's been a large part because it's been much more chaotic there's been much more suspense who's going to go in there's much more strategy coming into it which makes the challenges much more entertaining the whole thing it's been great 
and we just want that to continue. And I would say, um, while it's not what I'm predicting, we'll get to that in a minute. I would say having Sapphire win would probably lead to the most chaos, just given, you know, Emmy's the only rookie female left. If we're thinking it's a rookie or a a rookie eliminate, it's a female elimination week. Um, And just keeping Emerald vulnerable and making maybe, if there's ever time, the last possible attempt at Nani or Casey having to sweat out, maybe going into elimination at all. Or just having to bring back the, you know, Emerald's now upset with Tori. And if the, if they're both available, does Tori get thrown in and and have to uh, maybe pick someone from her old team to go against? Or do we get the uh, Amanda, Tori, whatever. I think if Sapphire wins the daily, it would cause the most chaos in the house, the most suspense in the house. So that's, I guess, what I'm hoping for. What I'm expecting is in those same lines of of all of that, the one thing I am fully expecting is Emerald Cell to feel a wave of vulnerability. Both, you know, Devin now without Josh has now gone home and Devin may be feeling vulnerable for when the last guys week does come up. The the women of the team being like, uh, you know, we lost Tori for Amanda and we felt a way about that. Now we lost Josh, which was the guy we were kind of relying on the most. Now, you know, we just feel as a team more vulnerable. So I feel like a wave of vulnerability is going to hit Emerald of like, we almost made it to the final without really having to sweat at all. And now this last couple days, we're really sweating a lot. So I feel like they're going to feel that. As for what I'm predicting, last week we went one for three dropping us on the season to 17 and a half out of 37. We don't really, I guess if we went three for three this week, we could still get back to 500 and, but we kind of need a three for three week or else our goal of staying 500 on the season is probably shot with only one this week and next week's predictions to be had. But this week we have three predictions as always. The first one is I believe there will be some sort of finals fake out, whether it is not TJ actually like saying like, you're going to a final, just kidding. You're not. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of talk about, are we there? Is it, it? is, are these the teams we're running with? Are we, is there more eliminations? Is there not? I think there's going to be some sort the finals are going to be mentioned, I guess is the prediction in that not just that they're close, but that are they there? Or are they not there? Second prediction, Tori will consider going in to the layer on purpose. Um, that would, I guess, mean that her team, uh, Ruby doesn't win the daily challenge, but, uh, I guess I'm predicting one of the other two does in that I think Tori will not that she will do it, but that it will be considered. It will be a talking point at some point of, should I just go in, pick my opponent, and then I could pick my team that I want to be on for this final Third prediction then, Devin eventually says, sorry, uh, if you didn't see the next week on, um, if you if you hate those, uh, seeing those, because though, even those are too much of a spoiler for you, hit that 15 seconds ahead real quick, I'll make this fast, but on that one, Devin and Tori are seen having a, uh, an argument where Tori just says over and over, just apologize, just say you're sorry, so my prediction is that Devin does eventually say that he is sorry because, as we talked about on a recap, um, he didn't have as much ground to stand on in his big argument with Tori last week as it seemed as he seemed to feel like he did. He had a little bit; it wasn't zero, but not nearly as much as uh, he was making it out to be. So, those are our predictions. That is our preview for Spies, Lies, and Allies. Now, that's Wednesday night, and again, uh, hats off to the season getting better and better. The later it is gone. Hopefully for another A-plus wonderful episode, that would be amazing. Now let's talk about All-Stars 2, which I guess we didn't double-check, but I see no reason why they wouldn't. 
uh, still drop even because it's even though it's a holiday, you know, national holiday or whatever on Thursday. I don't see any reason why they still wouldn't have an episode out. So uh, if somehow that's the case, that's strange. Um, and I'm sorry, and we'll preview it all again next week. But I assume an episode's coming out. And to review what happened last week, here we are. Here we go in 90 seconds or less. But no time on the clock because it's it's going to be under 90 seconds. Derek and Jody tried to be as nice in the selection process as possible, but still managed to piss off in at least half the house. Nehemiah, he's very upset because he asked for Ryan and Derek to be the two names nominated. Instead, only one is, and that's not nearly good enough for him. Ayana, she couldn't care less. Who She goes, she's just determined to whoop their ass, whoever it is. Derek and the rest of the Cancun crew feel a certain way about being targeted already, and lines are already starting to be drawn there. Prom night takes place. It's legendary. Tundra makes an appearance. Everyone is dressed fantastically and hilariously. It's a vibe for sure. But by the end of the party, we learn that tragedy had struck Derek, Cancun Derek, right before coming on the show with his sister taking her own life. He is now you know, playing for her, playing in her honor, her memory, and has to now go into an elimination. He's just been voted into carrying this emotional weight of what he is there playing for. At the arena, everyone competes as individuals. Nehemiah narrowly edges out. Derek sending him home. Ayana puts in a performance for the ages, showing she should not be messed with in this game. She beats Leah, but then goes back in to help Leah finish up her end of the elimination, hype her up. It's a wonderful moment. Everyone's tearing up. It's really, really great. It's really, really awesome to watch. But it is our last moment with Leah. So Leah and Derek go home, and that is where the episode ends. So... That's what happened on episode two. As for episode three, what we're hoping for, we're hoping, (laughs) it's a big hope, it's a big stretch, but we're hoping for another theme party. That would be great. I mean, I don't know how many outfits these folks, uh, how many times, how many, you know, they clearly plan the prom in advance with each other. I don't know how many plans they put in place ahead of time, how many different outfits for certain themes they brought, but the more, the better. Give us another wonderful theme party. Um, What I'm expecting I'm expecting that this episode now moves into our more regular daily challenge of elimination in the same episode. Um, Maybe they stretch it out again, but I'm expecting that we move into that uh, typical format. As for what I'm predicting, last week, I made two predictions. We're going to keep it at two instead of three for All-Stars to make it just a little bit easier um, and a little bit less just predicting who wins the daily challenge over and over and over. Um, and hopefully maybe I can get a few more right. Um, but in week one, we went one for two. There were plenty of tears shed, which was one of the predictions. Nehemiah Ayana losing was very, very wrong in the end. So one of two on the season this week, our predictions are first one, one or more medical interventions will occur during the daily challenge. Uh, the Daily Challenge looks to be the one that was kind of the most prominent in the trailer, and then they showed on the next week on. So again, uh, next week on segments are even too spoiler heavy for you. Hit 15 seconds ahead on this podcast real quick, but it's one they two teams putting together some big puzzle uh, of some sorts. Um, but I'm thinking that uh, after after last week's or the two weeks ago, I guess two episodes ago, the first daily challenge where TJ kind of scolds them afterwards of like, can you guys just give me a little more effort? You're supposed to be all stars here. I think they're going to give so much effort on this one that we're going to start to see the first of what may be many throughout the season of the, you know, the ambulance having to pull up because someone's dehydrated or someone takes a fall or whatever. I think there's one or more medical interventions during this daily challenge. And prediction number two, 
is kind of a two-part prediction, but we'll keep the part that we're going to score being Brad will be on the winning team this week. I don't I don't know uh, who else will be on that team or whatnot, but I think Brad will be on the winning team and that there will become a clear divide in the house based on them having to choose two teams for the first time. And as TJ said or at the beginning, that when they get to when they do partners or team challenges, they will get to pick no matter what. And I think that choice, I think there's going to be a very clear and obvious divide immediately uh, between the people that kind of join the what will maybe be known as the quote unquote like good team or winning team. Um and that those that maybe wanted to be on that one and didn't, um, I think it's going to cause a clear divide in the house of like, oh, these people see themselves as the better players in the game and they're all kind of together. And then this other group's over here. And I just think there's going to be a clear divide. I think Brad is on the winning team. So that's your predictions for all stars to episode three. And with that, We've reviewed both shows. We've previewed both shows. We've talked about the between time. We've done it all. We've got the Tuesday review preview in the books. So with that, uh, final notes, just as always, one, thank you so much for being here. Uh, the support has been wonderful throughout. Now, even more, I was worried that, you know, three podcasts a week, two seasons at once, you know, or some people going to watch one and not the other and things like that. And it's been amazing both for the shows themselves. Uh, the ratings have ticked up and gotten better and for our podcasts clearly anyone that's listening is watching both both seasons so good on you thank you so much for being here as always follow us on instagram at challenge historian if you want to make sure not to miss anything we're doing anywhere in the challenge universe and hit that follow subscribe button wherever you may be listening to this podcast if you prefer to watch all of these podcasts are available on youtube although then you're just watching me staring at a camera and a computer screen in my office so don't know how entertaining that is. Uh, we got some great bed head hair kind of going today. So who knows? If that's your thing, if you just prefer YouTube over Spotify, Apple, whatever, you can watch it there as well. Challenge Historian, you will find it. With that, thank you so much. Enjoy this wonderful week. I hope there is plenty in your life to be thankful for. There certainly is in mine. I will be celebrating all of that this coming Thursday. Again, hopefully that All-Stars podcast will be out before I do that, but of many, many things I have to be thankful for, one of them is every single one of you out there listening. So thanks for being here. We will talk to you again Wednesday night, Thursday morning, maybe Friday morning. We will see. Until then, peace.